1: Hello, Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got a little bit of news to talk about around Jonathan Davis and Team USA. We've got a reader question that was submitted to us that I think should be an interesting discussion to add on. And then, similar to the last episode, we talked about Paul Christ in the offense. We're going to focus on the defense to balance it out today. Um, Specifically under Jim Leonard, how things have gone under his tenure where they'll look to be a little bit better this upcoming year, how the recruiting has went on that side of the ball, because essentially with this restructuring of the coaching staff, it really is Paul Christ heading up the offense and, and basically taking on all of that. And, and it seems like you know Jim Leonard taking in the defense, and those two kind of trust each other to handle their business on each side of the ball. So we'll kind of get into a similar conversation to what we had on the second episode of last week's show. Uh so it should be a good fun um, conversation to get through on the defensive side of the football. Matt, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great. It was nice to see the Bucks uh, get a win yesterday, um, and I'm excited to kind of see how the rest of that series go goes. But, um, you know talking football, I think it's gonna be a really fun episode to talk a little with Jimmy Leonard here.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it was always good to see the Bucks win. I was in the, I'm a little tired because I was in the Deer district uh, late last night beyond. Uh, when the game got over, I had uh, probably one too many alcoholic beverages, but we power through and we persevere uh, to talk some football. And I am excited to have this conversation because um, we, we've talked about positions a little bit, but we haven't talked really the, the defense as a whole too much this offseason. And we're getting closer and closer to college football season. I know myself, I was just, uh, before we hopped on, was reading my... Uh, Phil Steele Preview Magazine. So it's getting to be closer to that time of year, and I'm starting to get really excited for college football season because, you know, right now we're in the a little bit of the doldrums of summer with the NBA, you know, wrapping up here soon. It'll be all baseball, but college football season will be here before we know it.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's 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 always exciting, and yeah, football football is getting there where in you know. 15, 20 days here, we're looking at camp starting up, which is an exciting thing
1: considering uh, just how weird and and off-kilter everything was last year. Yeah, yeah, it'll be certainly nice to get back to a normal college football season and see how that all pans out, Uh, but before we get into some football conversations, let's talk about a little bit of news, because we've got some big news around Jonathan Davis and Team USA. They went out and won gold, had an undefeated run in the World Cup tournament. Um, really, uh, about as great of an experience as you can ask for for those players to go over and 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 have some good competition, learn over the, almost the last month or so when you add in the tryouts and practice and all that. So I, I think Jonathan Davis, in terms of you know what he could have gained from it, I don't know if you could ask for much more. Got to learn. I think I watched a little bit of a couple games. He looks really confident in the shot. I know someone else um, on the Wisconsin Athletic Twitter sphere tweeted out that he looked a little bit smoother in his jump shot and he looked to be playing pretty confident. And I know a couple of those games he probably would have wanted a better performance, but a couple other ones he played pretty well and really turned it on later. So great experience over there for him. What did you make of Jonathan Davis and Team USA picking up that big gold medal win?
0: it's was very cool um, to, you know, an opportunity for him to really shine and be able to play at, on that stage, especially in the international level. Um, you know, in the seven games, he didn't like put up eye popping stats, only about four points per game, a couple rebounds, and a couple assists. But when you look at the fact that he's the first Wisconsin Badger to win that gold medal since Sam Decker way back in 2012, that's, that's good company for him to be in. And I, I really do think that he has a a really strong trajectory, and I would expect him to make some nice gains this year as, as he's going to have to take on a much bigger role. In the Wisconsin offense and defense um, going forward, you know, come this fall. So I think it's just a really cool experience for him, and I, I'm I'm happy for him to to have that opportunity. And and now it's it's something to uh, where you you know you in the summer when you're normally training, it can sometimes get a, a little bogged down, a little monotonous when when you're just putting up shots, you're getting getting your work in, but if you're really training, you're practicing, you're going to get some of the better basketball players across the country for your age bracket. Um, That can really help you out. And and like you mentioned, the confidence angle is huge in this for him, especially as a kid who, you know, he's never really had confidence issues. Um, But at the same time, I think this is definitely going to be something that he can bring back to the team. Um, And an experience he'll never forget for the
1: rest of his life. No, I would have to imagine if you're a gold medal winner for your country, you, you wake up um, with with quite a bit of confidence the next few days after and months after, and hopefully you can bring that confidence back to Wisconsin basketball because I think it would be really good for him in this role with him coming back to a team that is going to need a guy to be uh, the number one scoring threat. And no offense to Brad Davison, but Jonathan Davis is, is that guy who can really step up and, and, and bring something to this team. Um, I think this will only allow him to to be more confident and and come back as he's not just uh, a player on the team or player in the rotation. I think he's got a chance to really be that guy that you go to and you play through, and and this uh, should certainly help him as he moves forward in that position. (laughs) Yeah, I I I would assume so. All right. Up next, we don't have any more news. It's kind of light. Like I said, it's the middle of uh, summer in July right now, so not a ton going on. The recruiting has slowed down a little bit, but... I think this is an interesting interesting question from one of our readers, Tampa Badger fan, in terms of recruiting. Uh, he yes, any word out there where UW is with Saeed's replacement and the recruiting department overhaul? Seems like a long time to keep such an important role open. I think that's a great point. When you look at it, it's been a while now where the recruiting department with Saeed Khalif Uh, and others have moved on, and it's something that I understand the football program, you probably don't want to rush into someone, and and maybe right now it's just, you know, recruiting was going on a, you know, a fury pace, and you were just trying to get through it, but now it's slowing down, and it's kind of an interesting spot where Wisconsin's at, because that is a very important role. You talk about recruiting being a lifeblood of a program, to not have someone kind of being uh, in that department, in that big structure that seed Khalif took on is is certainly head-scratching a little bit. So what do you make of that situation? Is it a little bit confusing to you that there hasn't been at least what seems like progress toward filling that open role?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think most people would, would be um, excited if there was a, a new hire here soon. Um, but we know, like, Wisconsin, there's a lot of uh, red tape to get through a lot of you know slow processes uh, to work through at at the organizational level. So I, I think part of it is you're also looking at uh, everybody who was there was it was all hands on deck for the month of June because everything was so chaotic. They were just trying to to land as many guys as they could. You know, try to put their best. Foot forward. I know Eric Johnson has, has kind of um, helped out in a lot of ways with that. He has experience with that after spending a lot of time in that role at Iowa um, for, for many years. Um, he might not bring kind of the flash or the you know, that ambiance that Saeed Khalif brought. But um, I do think that overall there's going to be a hire. They're going to bring in some analysts and some people who are going to be working in that recruiting department to to you know, round it out, um, you look across the country, everybody's got a recruiting staff, and, and Wisconsin just got hit really hard. They lost, you know, their top three people all left, um, two to Michigan State um, and one to Notre Dame. So I think that's going to be um, something where it's going to take a little time, but some point this summer I would expect uh, before things ramp up here in the next two weeks, I would think that they're going to have somebody hired um and and who knows if they make an announcement i don't i don't think so um if you remember back that it wasn't something to where like there was a big announcement when they even hired Khalif, right like it's it was it's something where in these roles they're going to hire somebody but it might not be front page news and you just got to keep refreshing that you know 2021 football coaching staff uh webpage um but i did find it interesting that they did hire um a new assistant strength and conditioning coach, um, to, you know, kind of round out their staff there after, um, they, they had, uh, everybody kind of popped up, pop up one with, with Sneak moving up to the director position. Um, and the guy they have, um, Devin Woodhouse is, a, used to be a chief's assistant in the strength and conditioning, um, arena, which is, I mean, that's pretty damn good if you're looking at, um, places to pull from, and if you look at their staff in general, most of those guys who are in there are former NFL guys, um, Kyle Koskinen, who was was with the Badgers, and played with the Badgers, and then John Graves, who's been with Wisconsin forever and is just a freaking mountain of a human. Um, so I think that overall, um, things are going to move slow, um, but I do think that it is an Incredibly important position um, that will have to be figured out, but I do think that just how chaotic everything had to be in June for the staff really made it so that that wasn't necessarily on the top of the to-do list. When you have camps, you've got recruiting, um, all, all just steaming steaming forward, and you had um, players getting back on campus for workouts and stuff.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think the 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 pace of what June was for the recruiting department. It, maybe they didn't have time, and you don't want to necessarily rush something. And and the top priority in in that position and, and filling that position is is making sure that you're giving all the attention to these possible recruits that are eventually going to uh, make possibly make a commitment. And of course, Wisconsin for being all hands on deck and and being a little bit shorthanded and kind of scrambling did a pretty damn good job. So I, I think now that the the pace has slowed down a little bit, it, it still might take some time, like you said, but it gives you a chance to now breathe a little bit. I know there's still some big targets out there that Wisconsin will be certainly focused in on and, and going after, but you can hopefully go out and do your due diligence and make sure you get the right hire to take on that role. Because like like we said, it's uh, – It's a position that they need to have a a strong, you know, quality guy there to to take it up, and you you don't want to make a decision that is rushed or that you didn't have a chance to to really go through all that red tape that you kind of mentioned. While I know sometimes it can be frustrating as a fan, it's important stuff that you want to make sure that you've got it right because Wisconsin's done a really good job in recruiting these last few years, and if you get a a strong hire there once again, I I think it will allow the recruiting – um, that's gone up in trajectory to keep taking off uh, in the right direction. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. All right, well, why don't we get our ad reads out of the way here quick and then we'll hop into our defensive talk focused on Jim Leonard and the Wisconsin Badger defense.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: All right, so like I said at the top, guys, we focused in last episode on the Wisconsin offense under Paul Chris. Now that he is, of course, taking back the reins of the quarterback room and taking back the reins as the offensive play caller. And today we're going to kind of balance that out and talk some defense. Because I think while Jim Leonard isn't necessarily stepping into a new role, I know, of course, he's handing off the secondary to uh, in the quarterback's room to Hank Poteet. I think it's still somewhat of adjustment, like I said at the beginning, where where Jim Leonard's kind of the head up of the defense. Paul Chris is the head up of the offense, and they you know, work off of each other, yin and yang. Of course, Paul Chris is the head coach making those decisions, but I think it's gotten to the point where Jim Leonard, as one of the top defensive coordinators in college football, where Paul Chris has that level of trust in him that he can focus in and put more time and do a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball. So I think Jim Leonard is – Maybe not just stepping into any sort of new title, but maybe a little bit of adjustments in terms of, in terms of his position. So I know we're a little bit biased, but I think Jim Leonard is, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. So in terms of what he's done since he's taken back over, of course, the Wisconsin defense was strong before him, but it seems like they've elevated themselves to a new level of really quality defense. So what do you think that he's done differently in your eyes to kind of raise that level of, of the quality that Wisconsin defense has been putting out. I think one of the the big things about him is he's, he's a very
0: cerebral person. Like, he's very, very smart. Um, and, and, and so was Aranda, who came, you know, well before him, as was Justin So There's a reason that both of those guys are, are head coaches at, at pretty big programs across the country right now. But I, I really think what is... Been nice about Leonard is he is able to teach everybody around him, you know, and really break it down in, in you know, away from coach speak and more to um, actually being able to break every little nuance down so that players know what they're responsible for and um, be able to, you know, succeed in that arena. But but then beyond that, understanding who the players he has, his personnel, and being able to mold the defense uh, based on it. When Wisconsin ha- hasn't had the ability to get after the quarterback, he w- he he w- he sat his his uh cornerback a little bit more. Last year it was a little bit more bend but but don't break than you saw when they had those pass rushers the year prior, and he was able to let loose a guy like Chris or a, a guy like Zach Bond. So I think that he's really adaptive to his personnel. He's he's he also uses a lot of different fronts. He's very multiple in his. His, uh, what he does, uh, week in and week out based off of competition, which you can, you look across the country and that's not always the case. You, um, a great instance is Don Brown. You look at Michigan, um, Don Brown is really, really good with his attacking style when he's got two really good corners and he's got a couple edge rushers. When he doesn't have that, like last year, they had two edge rushers, but then they didn't have the cornerbacks. They had a, two cornerbacks go down and they were screwed. That defense got absolutely thrashed because he didn't take his foot off the pedal. He continued to try to do the exact same thing and didn't make adjustments. Um, that's not something that we've seen from Jim Letter. Um, he has, he has shown a willingness to change what he's doing based off of what's working. Um, I think, you look at the adjustments he usually makes, that's something that I, I really think jumps out. You look at that bowl game against Wake Forest, they were crushing the Badgers with with that um those clamps over the middle on on just the little flare outs. Mm-hmm. And eventually Wisconsin was like, All right, we're not gonna let you just, you know, read option us down the down the the field, um, play in and play out. And they made changes. They they dropped their linebackers in there. They've they've tighten those gaps and they, and they made the necessary changes and you saw what happened. So I think those are a couple of things that I see that differentiate um, Leonard from a lot of people. And that doesn't mean that a lot of other places don't do that as well, but Wisconsin also has a defense that is set up and and the recruits and athletes to, to make it work that blend what he's doing.
1: Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with the, with the ability for him to make adjustments and play to the strengths that he has. Now, Wisconsin has certainly taken off and and done a lot better recruiting-wise in years past and in his time, and there's been a lot more talented players that have started to come through the doors there, but even with that, Jim Leonard has been able to play to the guys that he has on the roster, and I think that's so important in college football. I think Don Brown's a great example of it, where if you've got the guys that that fit your structure and what you want to do, great, but if all of a sudden that doesn't work, how do you make adjustments to still put out a team and a defense that you feel um, is pretty strong. And I think Jim Leonard is, is so talented in the stuff that he knows on the defensive side of the football that he can do that and he can make those adjustments quickly. And it's not just a, a week-to-week thing, you know. It, he can make in-game adjustments. I think he makes in-game adjustments as quickly as he needs to. Maybe it takes the, the team and the players a little bit longer. But I think Jim Leonard, is like you just mentioned, a cerebral guy where he can you know, be played at the highest level, He's, he's really done a good job at coaching and taking over at the college level. He just knows the game so well that he can tweak things and make adjustments as he needs to. So there's no doubt that certain guys, you know, Dave Aranda had a great defense and his approach was a little bit different. Justin Wilcox had a really great approach and, and his defense was a little bit different. But Jim Leonard can take, I think, multiple phases of a lot of different things and um, make those adjustments and apply them to the players. And I think the other point that you brought up, is is the coach speak? He seems like a guy that that he really has the the back of all their players, not just the defensive guys. He seems like a guy that they can go to and talk to and say, Hey, coach, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with. This is what I struggle with, and Jim Leonard can can make adjustments to put them in the right spot. Because most of the time with Wisconsin's defense, you don't see a lot of guys out of position, and and I think that's part of the credit to. The the work that it takes in the practice and and him just getting to these guys and making sure to spread the message that he wants and make the adjustments that they need to. So I think all of that adds to and helps out um, the, the defense to to really take them to uh, to a strong level that we've seen from Wisconsin defense in the past. But again, they seem like they're a, a step above uh, from where they were before. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there has been no letdown under his watch.
0: And I, and I do think that there's a reason that Paul Chris felt comfortable reestablishing himself and really taking ownership of the offense because he feels like Leonard can run everything on the defensive end um, and that they have a really strong rapport and trust factor there.
1: Do you think it's kind of gotten to the point with, with Jim Leonard now uh, that you don't, I mean, you you always worry about personnel. You look at the who's the starters and the guys back, and you always dive in and say, okay, this guy's gone. That's a big loss. But I think under Jim Leonard, it's getting to the point where you almost don't worry about personnel losses as much as you might at, at other programs across the country because he's, his philosophies and what he's got installed seems to work so well. And, and granted, like, again, part of that comes back to recruiting. They've started to recruit some better players, and, and that game has certainly taken off, but I think Jim Leonard, in terms of his philosophies that he's teaching these guys, it seems like year in and year out, you're going to expect Wisconsin to have a defense that is pretty solid. Is that kind of the same way you look at it is that personnel losses, while they may hurt a little bit, you still feel comfortable just because you have Jim Leonard and his philosophies uh, to fall back on? Yeah, I would
0: would agree with that to a certain extent. I think... Overall, when you look at just the scheme itself, it's tailored really nicely to what Wisconsin can bring in. Like year in and year out, Wisconsin it has struggled. Um, when when the Wisconsin was a, a 4-3 defense, you noticed, hey, they have really talented linebackers. Every once in a while you could get a couple defensive ends that could make some nice plays, like an O'Brien Schofield. But you also had it where there was times when it just didn't feel like they got the pass rush that you wanted. They switched to that 3-4 where, hey, you you don't have the ability to bring in the top defensive linemen. I mean, Keanu Benton, some other guys that they've gotten, you know, like that J.J. Watt guy, um, are <laughs> really talented. But for the most part, when you look at where the, the top-tier defensive linemen are coming from, it's from the south. Whereas you can get a lot of really, really good linebackers from the Midwest. And that's something that Wisconsin has cleaned up on and done really well. And you get athletes that you can build into these outside linebackers and inside linebackers that used to play running back or whatever. Um, so I think that's one big thing is that Wisconsin has, when you look at it, if you've got four linebackers, I mean, that's a good, that's a, third of your defense over a third of your defense is at a position where you recruit really really well and I think that that helps them in a lot of ways to kind of not have to worry about some of that churn that happens but I but I still think that having dynamic playmakers where there's that one or two guys where you look at and you're like big time play happens and he is going to absolutely go out there and, and kick some ass and I don't know if they always have had that last year I think that um they didn't necessarily have that at all times. You had a guy you had Chris Orr and Zach Bond the year prior to that, and that was a huge loss. like that wasn't something that they were able to make up for. So while I think that yes, their scheme gets them in a position where they're going to be great and Jim Leonard's mind can help them out with with how they disguise some of their coverages and what they do, I still think that, in the end you still have to have the you know the joes out there that you can that you can trust and that are going to be able to make the plays that are 50-50 balls and that you get the break because you just are more talented and so i think that it's you know it's a double edged sword and i really think that jim wetter get deserves the benefit of the doubt but it's also about having guys make plays and last year we didn't see that quite as much as we had seen in the past
1: yeah, I think his in terms of scheme and philosophy, it gets you to be a, a pretty good defense year in and year out. But when you really got the guys and the athletes that you can plug in there um, to execute those schemes, is what takes you to those really strong, you know, top five defenses that you're used to seeing from Wisconsin. And maybe we're we're we've gotten lucky a little bit with just you know having you know really strong defensive years year in and year out, and maybe a little bit spoiled that you that expectations on that defense side of the ball are so high, but you have that sustained success that you can always lean on and be pretty good, and also maybe get to a great elite level. Is it, that's that's what it comes with the fan base that way. Maybe being um, you know expecting a little bit more um, from what you see on the defensive side of the ball. But in terms of last year, I think I, I, it's kind of crazy. I was looking at the total defense stats in college football. I did not remember because Wisconsin's defense again they were they were good at times last year. They weren't, I think, as great as the units of years past, you know, the Chris Orr or year, Zach Bond, those guys really at defense was was something else. But last last year still top five defense in terms of, of total defense. And a lot of the same names are back. So you would expect them to be a, a really strong unit once again. But I think we've already kind of touched on a little bit the pass rush might be the answer here. But if there's something that Leonard is focusing in on trying to improve, is it getting those sack numbers and pass rush numbers up because the defense is so relying on it, or is it something else in your eyes? I think it has to be that, um, and turnovers. I mean,
0: turnovers mm-hmm.
1: are, are something that it's it's
0: hard to to put your finger on and be like, yes, that's what um, we're going to practice that, and we're going to get better at that. Um, a lot of that just is luck. A lot of that is putting yourself in in a good position and then being opportunistic, but um, but I definitely think the pass Pass rush and being able to to you know generate that is going to be a big thing because that does lead to to turnovers, it leads to sacks, it leads to strips, it leads to um, better opportunities for your for your your corners, your safeties to make plays on the ball. So I, I think that is definitely um, the area that they need to improve upon. I mean, if you look at their I, last year was is such a you know a crapshoot, but you look at it in terms of they played seven games last year. In the games where they had an interception, they won every one of them. In the games where they didn't get an interception, they lost every one of them. And um, that's an overly simplistic way to look at it, right? But but at the same time, it is indicative of the game and the flow, that Wisconsin w- wasn't able to m- create those big plays that shifted momentum against Northwestern, Indiana, Iowa, and and that hurt them in the end. You look at that Wake Forest game, four interceptions, and and that absolutely changed the entire complexion of that game. Um, so I think that that's something that Jim Leonard needs to to really you know focus on. And I I know that the players are focusing on that. That was something that they had talked about um, going into the bowl game. Was that they wanted to get more pressure. That they wanted to get um, make more plays. Um, this is a team that was was had number one hundred out of out of you know all of the FBS schools in in getting sacks last season, and that's just not good enough. 1.57 sacks um, for a team that, you know, just a year prior and really just years in general prior were doing so much better than that. I mean, 100 out of 127 teams in, in FBS is not good enough when you're trying to have the goals that Wisconsin does. So I think that is definitely the area that they want to improve upon um, because you look at it, and I, I do think that part of the reason that this defense – maybe didn't have the stats that they had the year prior, was also because they were on the damn field more often because the offense was constantly punting. But still, they were top five in third-down conversions, um, in, in number nine in scoring defense. This is still a really good defense, and I do think that they're going to do a better job this year at getting to the quarterback, and I think a
1: large part of that is the development of some of the younger outside linebackers. Yeah, I think that will really be the the group that you want to watch for and see where this defense could could really take off that way. Um, yeah, I I think in terms of the Wisconsin defense with the the stats and what you need to be better at, sacks is definitely the one that you look to. And even just you know if you've if you've ever looked at um the Action Network, they do a, a havoc rating, which is essentially um tackles for loss, interception, fumbles, pass defended. Um, and sacks divided by the number of plays. And you can usually get a pretty good picture of what defenses are are ones that, that, that cause a lot of havoc. And Wisconsin, a couple years ago, was always towards the top, you know, top five teams there. Um, this past year, they were, let's see here, 29th in defensive havoc rating. So, again, not bad, but not to the level of Wisconsin. And when you look at what Wisconsin wants to do, that's essentially what they're going for is, is sacks and pressure and turnovers off of those. And if they're not executing those, you, you, you'll you have a defensive unit that, again, is, is pretty good and okay and will, if you've got a, an offense that keeps them off the field, we will, will get you plenty of stops. But can they take that to the next level and, and be an elite defense that is, you know, the, the Wisconsin defense of a couple years ago, that was just incredible to watch. It seemed like they were in the right spot at the right time every play, and the opposing offense just had absolutely no luck. So getting those numbers up again, you know, whether it comes from the sacks or the turnovers, a combination of both is going to be really crucial. And like you said, part of that comes from that outside linebacker room getting a little bit more, the defensive line continuing to eat up those blocks to open those paths up for them. Because, and, and also, the, like you said, the offense you know, being on the field a little bit more because that is a great point and a great addition to the defensive conversation is that those guys were out there and, and trying to keep this this team last year in games and trying to win games, essentially you were just hoping for a pick six or a turnover in favorable field position to set the offense up because they just couldn't do anything, and, and the fatigue certainly set in in a lot of different ways. So I think the focus has to be, for, and for Jim Leonard, that's his philosophy. I think at the, at the core of him is getting those pressure and those turnovers, but those numbers are certainly going to be something that he's going to look to try and improve on this upcoming year. Yeah, and, and really you look at the defense, the vast majority of players are
0: back. Like this mm-hmm. is this is very much a a very similar defense to what it was last year. You you lost a couple of guys, um, you lost Lauder Milk, you, you lost Rand. you lost um Burrell, you lost um Wild Goose. But the rest of your defense is pretty Pretty well intact, and you had a lot of kids getting, um, a lot of early reps there. I mean, you look at it, Leo Chanel was a kid who, who the year prior had gotten some, some playing time, had seen, played some big time football as a true freshman, but he still was only playing his, his second year of football with the Badgers at the collegiate level. I think he's going to take a big step. You you look at um, some of, some of their outside linebackers. C.J. Getz hadn't, hadn't played a whole bunch at outside linebacker. Spencer Whitele hadn't played a whole bunch at outside linebacker. This this is a team that I think will have some some big steps on the defense. I mean, really, Nick Herbig could explode next year. Um, so I think that there's a lot of really good things here um, for the defense, and I think
1: that should help them out as long as they can stay away from injuries and can get after the quarterback. Yeah, I think that that part is so crucial, and I, I think last year some of the growing pains and maybe not being as stout as those Wisconsin defenses of the past may allow this defense to really take off. With a just getting back to a normal year and, and you know not starting and stopping and being away from each other, not being able, not knowing when you're going to practice and play, you know we all know that that had an effect. But I think this team has a really good chance to get back to normal and have a lot of these guys that played in that weird year persevered through that and take that next step. So I'm excited to see what this defense can do. And I do think the numbers will will be better than where they've been at or where they were at last year, despite you know being not as great of a year as they're used to seeing. But switching gears here, because I know we talked a little bit about Paul Chris and the recruiting side of things. I think that's maybe one area that Jim Leonard, I think we focused so much on him being – a really damn good defensive coordinator that you, you maybe we don't talk about his recruiting aspect as much. And, I mean, as the face of the Badger defense, he's really up that recruiting game on that side of the ball. So how do you feel he's fared? I know he's not always the guy that's going in there, um, you know, at every single position. But, again, he's the face of that Wisconsin defense. He's on the phone. He's making that pitch. And, and eventually you want to say, oh, I want to go play for Wisconsin and play for Jim Leonard and play in that defense. So, He's, he's landed some big names. You know, Hunter Waller, Braylon Allen was, of course, a defensive recruit that's going to start at running back. But how do you think he's fared so far as being some, in that recruiting side as being the head of that uh, Wisconsin defense?
0: I think he's doing some nice things. I, I mean, he's not one of their top recruiters. He's not nearly as active as some of the other guys. He... He really does focus on on specific players that that usually are within his position areas, um, or or in that Florida region where he he has recruited um fairly well at in the past using some of his his former relationships. But but I I just think really you look at this 2021 class, the one that they just completed, the kids just got onto campus. You're seeing their workout videos, Braylon Allen throwing around some some insane weights, but. Um, I think a lot of people talked about the offensive line haul of Ruchi, Benchwal, Malman, um, and, and Braylon Allen gets a lot of attention as well um, in that class. But I just think if you look at the defense of who they brought in, that's what really jumps out to me. You've got a four-star edge in T.J. Bowlers. You've got a, a, a you know a game-breaking safety in Hunter Wohler potentially, and then you've got all those linebackers. I mean, they brought in a glut of linebackers: Daryl Peterson, Jake Ratslaw. Um, Brian Sanborn, Ayo Bogan, those guys are, are all really talented players that I think can can help this defense out and are very multiple in what they can do. Um, Jake Cheney, a kid who they've already said positive things about after spring ball. And then a couple cornerbacks that I think uh, are really, really talented and have really good lengths in Ricardo Hallman. As well as Al Ashford, both those guys had a lot of offers at the cornerback position. So I think when you look at it, the trajectory of their overall recruiting has gone, you know, aligned with what they've been doing overall. But I just think last year's recruiting class is underrated in terms of the defense. I think the defensive hall – outweighs the offensive haul from last year in a lot of ways if you don't take into account those offensive linemen which obviously three four star offensive linemen is hard to not take into account but really I think really what they did in bringing in that defensive core and they hit every position around I know they only brought in one defensive lineman in Mike Jarvis but I think he's going to be a kid who can make some nice plays too so I think overall they did some really good things and, and Jim Leonard is involved with a, a a lot of those kids when they come on They're they're talking with him they're going through film with him um and but you know he's not going to be the guy who's really selling it other than that safety position and i think he is a guy that's going to be able to get in rooms and and help them out majorly in terms of that safety position and that's already paid paid dividends look at Austin Brown i think they don't get a kid like Austin Brown if it's not for Jim Leonard being the safety coach. He ranted and raved about having the opportunity to be under Leonard. So Leonard is is that experience, the name helps them immensely on the recruiting trail, and I think that defensively they're doing some good things um, under his watch.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. The 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 point you made about last year's class in terms of the guys that they got is is certainly underrated. You look at the the four you know, the the big star linemen, and you know, Wisconsin's done so well in those, but the guys that they pulled on the defensive part, and, and maybe that attention will start to get there now that we're going to start seeing some of those guys possibly worked into the rotation and playing a little bit more, and all of a sudden you're going to start, maybe you've seen some of those videos, and but once you start seeing them on the field, I think you'll start to look at, you know, maybe down the road, you'll look at that class and go, whoa, that is a, a really strong group that maybe didn't get as much of attention and really started to uh, up the recruiting game on that defensive side of the ball. So uh, I think, like you said, the name helps, and has really allowed this Wisconsin defense to up their game on the, the recruiting trail on that side of the ball. So I'm really excited to see what these next few groups can do there because the attention always goes to the linemen and the, and the running backs that they've landed in years past before that. But the defensive recruiting is certainly keeping up pace and Jim Leonard's not the main guy, you know, going in there and making those pitches. But, again, that name carries a lot of weight, and I think it's allowed them to, to really hone in and land some uh, some quality recruits that are going to be fun to watch for years to come. Yeah, and,
0: you know, just to kind of wrap things up, I, I think we we talked about the Badgers need to do better at getting to the quarterback creating turnovers, doing that. And a big reason of that is because what we've been kind of spoiled, right? We've seen what what this defense has looked like, you know, the four seasons under his watch previous to that. And you look at last year, last year was not on Leonard and not on that defense. That defense did everything that they needed to do to win games. Um, the three games they lost, they, they gave up an average of 16.3 points a game. That's That should win you your football games night in and night out if you've got any semblance of an offense. And Wisconsin didn't in those three games because they were going up against uh, three other teams who had very good defenses. But But you look at that defense overall, and they were phenomenal all season long. They gave up around that 17-point mark on the season. So I think if they can keep that and the offense takes a big step, you could see a, a much improved team next year. But, but it would be nice to see some of those different pieces. Jim Leonard is, is not going to get complacent. He wants to improve that defense and he's probably already got that circled for that, for his team to get turnovers to, and to get after the quarterback because he knows that how big of a trickle effect that, that can have for the rest of the defense and just the team in, in general to, to spin
1: momentum their way and help out the offense. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it was a very, very good group that, that played really well. And, and, of course, they didn't win enough games to maybe get the credit that they deserve. But, again, spoiled factor, you can, you know how much better this Wisconsin defense can get to when they're really clicking on all cylinders that way. And I expect them to be much closer to that standard, that high standard that fans, you know, that we all hold them to once again this year in a, in a much more normal year and some guys with more experience under their belt. So. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Uh, later in the week, we'll do our dream road trip. I know last year we did that um, where we picked a uh, game to go to each week. So it'll be a fun little exercise that we'll get to once again for this upcoming season. Um, always a fun time doing that one. So uh, get ready. Maybe start looking at your list because once you start doing the exercise, it's a lot of fun. And uh, you catch yourself looking at all these different scenarios. So we'll have that for you later in the week to wrap up another week of the podcast. As always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin.